0: Welcome to A Transforming Word with Pastor Bill Buffington. This program is a ministry of Calvary Chapel Inglewood. Today on A Transforming Word.
1: Oh, she makes me complete. I tell them, no, they don't. You know, nobody can complete you. If if Jesus is not completing you, right, y'all going to come together looking for each other to be what they can't be. You get a woman that is not complete in Jesus, right? doesn't, hasn't established that relationship with him where he's everything, where he answers her prayers and she goes to him with her troubles and she comforts her, when she hasn't established that with Christ and she gets a man and she's gonna be looking for him to be all that and he's gonna fail miserably and it's gonna hurt the relationship. She's gonna be looking to him to be what he can't be.
0: Do you look to your spouse to be what only God can be in your life? As you listen to today's message from Pastor Bill, he teaches you to find your wholeness in Christ. No one on this planet has the ability to fulfill all of your needs. To expect someone to complete you puts way too much pressure on your relationship. They'll never live up to your expectations of them. Pastor Bill encourages you to find your wholeness in Christ alone. He's the one who can meet your needs and the desires of your heart. Now, here's Pastor Bill in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 7, For today's edition of a transforming word.
1: So First Corinthians 7, picking up at verse 17, when you get it, say got it. So a real brief recap. Last week, Paul told married couples, you know, if you guys are married, you guys, your bodies belong to one another, and you gotta give yourselves to each other and you don't have authority over your own. We talked about all that, that um marriage the marriage covenant brings change. And we talked about how that people, when they're single, want to do what married folk do you know they want to fornicate they want to do that what they don't have license to do yet and then when people get married God's got to tell them no y'all have to do it you know and so and it's just interesting that the challenge always ends up being to obey God you know that, that there's always a temptation to do what you're not supposed to do or to not do what you're supposed to do and so we looked at that and what it meant for married people but now picking up in verse 17 and the last thing that we spoke about was if someone's married to a non-believer, and Paul said, "Hey, if you're married to a non-believer, you know, don't leave them. Stay. There's there's a purpose in you being there. Maybe they'll be saved through your witness to them." And so uh, we talked about those that were possibly unequally yoked in those sort of situations. Now, as we look at singles, um, there's a few ways that someone becomes single. For all you young people, y'all are single because you just have never been married. Can I, can I see the hands of those that just have never been married? So you're single. Raise them up high. All right. All right. Y'all look around. Check it. Check All right. So now you either be married. You, either you're the single because you've never been married. Right. You're single because you've been widowed. That means the person that you were previously married to died. Hopefully you didn't, you know, have a part in it. But if, if you're widowed and your spouse has passed on, you're, you become single again or um, through divorce, which is really rampant in our culture. And so um, through those three means, a person can be single and saved. And so what's God's word? What's God's will to you? Verse 17, it says, but as God has distributed to each one, as the Lord has called each one, so let him walk. And I, and so I ordain in all the churches and, uh, right out the gate, I want to point one thing out. You're going to see the word called uh, between verse 17 and verse 22, eight times you're going to see the word called. And so I want you to know that rather you're married or single god considers that state of life a calling there's something you're called to do god's called you uh to be right where you're at if you're single right now and um you know you feel like i don't think this is god path for me you know right now he does have that for you that's why you're single and so it, it's a calling and with the calling there's always purpose and so we'll, we'll talk about what could that be but he says a hey, um As the Lord has called you, each one, so let him walk. The first thing that I want to point out in verse 17, he says, but as God has distributed to each one, I believe that that points back to verse seven. Remember, he talked about some people that have the gift of singleness. And so in verse seven of the same chapter, it says, for I wish that all men were even as I myself. But each one has his own gift from God, one in this manner and another in that. There are some people that are Christians in the body of Christ that they have the gift of singleness. They don't have a desire to be married. And how do you know that you have that gift? If you're single and you're OK with it and you don't have a desire and you're not burning with passion and you don't you're not thinking about, you know, who and where and why and how come. And, you you, you know, then you have that gift. If you are single and you don't want to be single and you wondering where he or she is at, then you don't have that gift. Don't worry about it. You know, God is distributed to each one. If you don't have that gift. That's okay, Right. God. God made us each in a certain way. So he says each one is God has distributed to each one. He says, and as the Lord has called each one, so let him walk. And so I ordain. So God said, if I called you single, if I called you while you were single, I want you to walk in singleness. Now, in verse, um, look at verse 18 and 19, it says, was anyone called while circumcised? Let him not become uncircumcised. Was anyone called while uncircumcised? Let them not become circumcised. Circumcision is nothing, and uncircumcision is nothing, but keeping the commandment of God is what matters. So, in that culture, it's very different from our culture. So, this sounds weird to us. Uh, in that culture, if you were a Jew, you were you were circumcised. It was uh, the covenant that the Jews had had from the Old Testament uh, with the Lord. That was their that was the, the the sign of their covenant, circumcision. If you were not a Jew, and you were part of any other culture, you were Gentile. You didn't get circumcised, and so. Paul is saying, look, if God called you, you know, you don't go and you don't go make um, a cultural change. If God called you while you're a Jew, it's okay. He called you as a Jew. You don't have to go undo that. In reading some of the manners and customs, there was actually a procedure that some of these guys would do that they lived in Gentile areas. it, It was actually it could be a hindrance for business operations. I was reading this. They were saying that they would have bath houses and such and I was like, how would they know anyway? You know, that was my question. Like, How would they know if you were or you weren't, you know, but they had bath houses and things people would know. And so they had a procedure that guys would go and undo a uh, circumc- which, you know, yeah, yeah. Either way, you know, Paul said you don't have to do that. Don't don't you don't have to go making those sort of changes. God's God wants to use you as a Jew. If he called you as a Jew. If you were uncircumcised, you're Gentile. God wants to use you like that. No need to go making those sort of changes. We said what's important. That you obey the word of God. Now that you belong to God, as God has called you, what's important is that you obey his word right now. That's what's important to him. Uh, look at 19, um, verse 20, 20 and 22. I'm sorry. 20 to 22. It says, let each one remain in the same calling in which he was called. Were you called while a slave? Do not be concerned about it. But if you can be made free, rather use it. For he was called in the Lord while a slave is the Lord's freed man. Likewise, he who was called while free is Christ's slave. So now he speaks about status of life. If you were called in that culture, and we spoke about this at at another point, slavery then is not exactly when I think of slavery, and I think many of you, we think of African slavery. People were snatched from their country, their continent, brought here on boats against their will and put to labor. In their culture, you could become a slave for many different reasons. For some of you kids here, if your parents had debt, like some of your parents do. Uh, they'd be calling, you know. If they had debt and they couldn't pay their debt, they would come and they say, you got a, that's a strapping young man. I'll take him. And then they, now you're a slave. That's, you know, so some of y'all kids can be glad. Y'all be slaves. And your moms would be like, oh, I'm so sorry to see him go. But that's how it goes. So there was a lot of other ways you could become a slave. It wasn't like what we think of. Uh, but people were also taken as slaves in war and other things like that. If you couldn't pay your debt, you could be your whole family could be taken away. So, so look, if you find yourself and you come to Christ and you happen to be a slave, he says, don't don't make it your preoccupation now to become free. He said, God wants to use you there. Now, if you can be made free, he said, go ahead and use it. But understand that he's saying this is the this is the thread that I see. Whatever state God called you to himself in, he wants to use you there. He wants to use you there. Now. Now, I want you to notice that none of these places God called them from are sinful. Right? If God called you and you were in some kind of sinful state. Don't go. Con- we'll say, well, God said, stay in whatever state you were in. So, you know, he called me while I was, you know, I, you know, doing whatever. If you're doing something sinful, and he calls you. He calls you out of a sinful lifestyle. Amen. Yeah. Do we know that? OK, so. I don't want I don't want someone that's in a sinful relationship like what well, God said he can use me here. No, it's if you're in something sinful, part of the calling from God is the initial call to God is to repent. So you're always the call from the Lord is a call away from sin to him. So I just don't want to confuse. I don't want anybody to be confused about that. So he said, if you were a slave, he said, hey, just if you could be made free, great. But don't let it become your preoccupation. Your preoccupation now is that I called you and I want to do something with your life. If you recall, while you were free, he said, use that. But if you're free, God said, now you become my slave. And that's not a bad thing. Being a, a bond slave, many of the New Testament writers would open up their letters saying, Paul, a bond servant of Jesus Christ. James, a bond servant. Peter, a bond servant. And that word bond in the Greek is doulos. It's one whose will is altogether consumed in the will of another. Someone that's completely given over to serve their master because they love him and they trust him. And so when we become a slave to Christ, it's not a bad thing because we're we're subservient to the one that loves us and died for us. Amen. And so the goal of everything we're reading is that, hey, whatever state God called you in, don't don't be in a rush. Don't be in such a rush to change that. What's God want to do with you right where you are? And so I would challenge everybody here when God called you, when God laid his hand on you, what, what, what were you? What were you doing, particularly for you that maybe have recently been saved? What's God want to do right now in your life? What's God want to do where you're at? And, uh, and to the singles, right? Some singles are so preoccupied with undoing their singleness that God's like, I, I want to do something right now with the singleness. You know, we'll, we'll get beyond it eventually. But right now, I want to do something with it. And you can miss God for months and weeks and years trying to undo something that God said, I, I, I got a period of time that you're single. There's some things I can do with you. While you're single. And we're gonna see as we continue to go, there are some benefits to singleness. I know most single people don't think so. You know, y'all think it's a curse and I'll come and we're, you know, how come God ain't hooked me up yet and everybody else got their boo thing? But <laughs> there's a benefit to the season of singleness while you have it. And so the question is more are you are you using that season in the way that God would have you? Are you wasting it? Are you squandering it? So, Now look at verse 23. Reminder 23 and 24. You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men. Brethren, let each one remain with God in the in that state in which he was called. And so in verse 23, we just get reminded of the gospel. Don't forget this. that You were bought. You were purchased. We were bought at a price. We're going to celebrate communion before we get done this morning. And God said, I want you to remember that you were purchased at a price. I bought you the blood of Jesus paid for you. And so you belong to me, and you could be so preoccupied with becoming, you know, belonging to someone else and finding someone else to belong to. God said, "But what about me? Right? You belong to me. Is that a big deal? Is that a glorious thing? Is that something that you are are pleased? Is that is that enough for you that you belong to me, or do you need someone else, something else?" Uh, he says, "Hey, you were purchased. Don't don't become slaves to men." Interesting to me that, uh, particularly when, when someone begins a relationship. And for you guys that maybe have been in and out of relationships, it can be an all-consuming thing. It could eat up every waking hour of your life outside of maybe work and the stuff you have to do. It could become your all-consuming preoccupation. You got to call them, tell them where you at, what you're doing, uh, all that kind of stuff. And God is like, hey, I purchased you with my blood. I can't get five minutes. I can't get devotion. You don't have no time to serve me. Um, and 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 even even while you don't have somebody, you're only seeking me to find someone. God, bring me someone. The only time you spend in my presence is asking me to give you that, as though I'm not enough. And I want you to think about what that what's that what's that what's that like to the Lord, the one who died for you. That 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 only only come to you, God, to get. I want a I want a person. And you know, we want to be careful about that. He said, "I purchased you with my blood. You belong to me." There's something I want to do. We we have a relationship, and this is the most. The best situation to enter into a relationship with another human being with one where your relationship with the Lord is on point, where where he's really the Lord of your life, where you really put him first. Um, that's the best scenario, the best situation. If, if he's everything to you and you understand that with him and you're in a right walk with him, you hear from him clearly, you, you have devotions with him. He's number one. God brings somebody else. You'll be a blessing to them. But. I tell people when they when it's time to get married, you know, one of the things that we I go over Colossians with him, and Colossians says, you know, we are complete in him, Jesus, who is the head of all principality and power. So this person can't complete you. In our culture, that's when we say we find somebody. he, he completes me. Oh, she makes me complete. I tell them, No, they don't. You know, nobody can complete you. If, if Jesus is not completing you, right, y'all gonna come together looking for each other to be what they can't be. You get a woman that is not complete in Jesus, right? Doesn't, hasn't established that relationship with him where he's everything where he answers her prayers and she goes to him with her troubles and she comforts her when she hasn't established that with Christ and she gets a man and she's going to be looking for him to be all that and he's going to fail miserably and it's going to hurt the relationship. She's going to be looking to him to be what he can't be. You're not available when I need you. I'm emotional right now. He's like, i am available 24 seven. You need to call Jesus. He's available all the time. <laughs> and conversely, you get a man that's not complete in Jesus. And he's looking for this woman to, you know, coddle him and, and be all these things to him that she's not equipped to be either. But when you get two people complete in Jesus, they can come together and compliment each other. We come in complete. You, I'm a complete man and a complete woman. They can come together. Now they'll complement each other. But like we know where to really go when it's going down. And, and I can go there for you and you can go there for me. But we're completing Jesus. Now we'll come compliment one another. That's how you want to enter into something. So if you haven't really spent the time focusing on that yet, because you're focusing on undoing your singleness, you don't want to do that. Um, Jesus first. Amen? Amen. Most important relationship you ever will have is the one you have with Jesus. I've been married 18 years and I love my wife and I love my kids. But my most important relationship is the one I have with Jesus. It impacts my marriage. If my walk with God is not right, my marriage is going to suffer. It would. If I stopped walking with God, it would immediately impact my marriage and my children and anything else close to me. And so it's the most important relationship in my life. And so and it needs to be that way. It needs to stay that way. So Christ just reminds him here. Just a little gospel nugget. Hey, 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 you forgot I bought you. Cost me everything. You run after him. He can't buy you McDonald's. I spent I shed my blood for you. I gave everything for you. You've been bought. You belong to me. And, and then we don't want to cheat the Lord. Right. God, you purchased me with your blood. I belong to you. Um, what I need to do is seek you and walk with you. And it'll be God's prerogative to say, hey, I have this person for you. Really? <laughs> you know, he know you want it anyway. Um, I guarantee you guys, if, if, if singles would wait on God to put it together, there'd be a lot less disappointed people in marriage, because as much as y'all single people want to undo your singleness, there are some people that are married that want to undo the marriage. Yes, sir. I, unfortunately, we're going to read in just a minute. Paul said, did God call you while you're married? Don't seek to be loosed. Because there are people that are married that are like, I want I to want redo. I want to get another one, you know. So he said, no, if I called you like this, you stay. I'm going to use you right there. So now look at verse 25. I'm sorry. I just wanted to emphasize in verse 24. He says, brethren, let each one remain with God. In the state in which he was called. I just I underline that phrase with God. Right. It's not just I'm remaining single. I'm remaining with God in whatever state I'm remaining with God in my marriage. I'm remaining with God in singleness, but I'm with God. So I'm not alone. Amen. Verse 25. Now, now we kind of move into uh, specifically the unmarried. He said in verse 25 now concerning virgins. I have no commandment from the Lord, yet I give judgment. As one whom the Lord in his mercy has made trustworthy. Uh, Once again, Paul said this last week, and I explained. When Paul says, I don't have a command from the Lord, but I'm giving judgment as one that's been called, you know, that's counted trustworthy, Paul is saying this, right? God hasn't, there's no writing on the Gospels on this particular topic. It's not that what Paul is saying doesn't have authority. Um, he's saying that there's no previous commands on this. And so I'm, this is new what I'm giving you guys, but he got this from the Lord. So, um, you don't want to, you know, I, people, some people read this and say, well, that's Paul just giving his opinion. No, it's an anointed opinion better than all your girlfriends, Dr. Phil and Oprah. So, um, <laughs> you want to, you want to perk up. So first thing in verse 25, it says now concerning virgins, it was the expectation. And it still is that single people would be virgins. That single people are not having sex because sex was for married folk. Now, I understand that there are people that, you know, it's too late. What is one to do? You know, um, and I, I got a word for you. It's all right. It's all right. OK, so this is the thing. If um, you're already, I mean, let's say that's already been messed up and, you know, but you get saved now, now from this point, from the point at which God has called you and you became you come to him. Uh, one of the beautiful things about the receiving the gospel, guys, that all things have become new. Old things are passed away or all things are new in Christ. You are a new creation. He's not. God's not referencing your past. He's not referencing all those past errors and mistakes. God really does give us a fresh slate. We really do get to in him. Right. I, I was not a virgin when I got married or when I got saved. I didn't become a new virgin, but I was born again and I <laughs> repented of my, my former way of life. And, and, and so that's what we can do. We can repent of what we have done in the past and say, God, I, I, I'm, I'm from this point. I surrender myself to you. Um, from this point, I walk in purity sexually. Um, now there's some here that actually they are virgins. They haven't, uh, they have not virgin is someone that's never had sex. Uh, it'd be wonderful if you would maintain that for the glory of God. That's his will for you, uh, that that would be set apart, saved for marriage. It's so foreign in our culture. Uh, we live in a culture that count almost counsels against that you gotta you gotta you gotta test drive this and you gotta see how this is and, and this that and the other and i'm just i'm a just i'm i know that that's 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 the way of this world but it's not the way of god I've had the benefit the blessing of of marrying off a few couples that um that 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 i mean first kiss first everything and i I don't want to be coarse but i do want to share in there there's a blessed benefit in that when you have two people that, man, this is all I've ever had. This is the best it's ever been. This is it. You know, there's it's a lot less, you know, to compare with. There's a lot less in insecurity and all these other things. Um, they're sharing something very special. Just them. Um, that's God. said that's how I would have it to be. Uh, once again, if you've already gone beyond that, um, you, you want to repent from where you are. God wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't have you to be condemned. Romans 8, 1. There's therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus who walk according to the spirit and not after the flesh. And so, I don't say these things to put down those like myself that have failed in their past. But I do say it to preserve those that haven't messed up. You know, if you still walking here, man, please, by all please, continue to walk in that way. Be be different than everything around you. Be the be the rare wedding when you stand up there at your wedding day that this is I've never done this before. Yeah, Wear that white dress for real. And uh and I and uh, And I don't just say that, you know, for the young ladies, it's, it's for the young men too, because we live in a culture just like back here that would really require this of a woman and then not required of a man as though it's okay for a guy to sow oats, but she had to be pure. And that's not, that's not God's heart. That God's will is that both way. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to raise my young man that, man, you, you walk in purity, save yourself. you be worth something. You know, you, you be, you be a pure man of God. There's power in purity. And you don't want to give it up because you live in such an immoral, impure culture. And so you want to be really careful who you receive counsel from, the television shows that you watch. And everybody got an opinion that disagrees with God's word. That's why we so desperately need to spend time in his word, that our opinions on these things come from him, not from the world in which we live, because the world is wrong. The world is jacked up. The world, they'll take something from God, marriage, and then just wreck it and then start telling you how to do it. Like, they I mean, you don't they only have proof. They, their marriages are failing. I'm, I'll be looking at some of these counselors on TV. Their marriages ain't working. They got three divorces on their record. They're giving marital advice. Shut No, be quiet. You need to, you need to go to counseling, you know. You, but they, you know, they they go right on giving counsel. They got a doctor behind their name and people listen to them like they know what they're talking about and won't listen to the word of God. So we gonna listen to the Word of God, Amen. Because don't nobody know better than Jesus, and nobody loves us like the Lord, and He's the one that created us. And God knows if you if you if you really believe that God is all the Bible says He is. Who loves you like that? Nobody. Who has your best interest like He does? Nobody. So I want I want Him to tell me what to do because He loves me and He knows everything. So so moving on, verse twenty six to twenty seven, He says. Um, I suppose, therefore, that this is good because of the present distress, that it is good for a man to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be loosed. Are you loosed from a wife? Do not seek a wife. So, a couple things here. Paul says, um, In verse 26, I suppose that because of the present distress, and we talked about that last week, there were things going on in their culture. There was persecution that was arising against believers. And so he says, hey, because of what's going on right now, Paul was saying my recommendation is that it's good for a man to remain as he is, you know, remain in whatever state you're in. Don't right now. And he's going to say as he goes on, the time is short. We're in the persecution. It's a difficult time. He said, because of the present distress, I encourage you to stay as you are. And and we do want to take the whole counsel because he did say in the very beginning, right? Now, he's recommending you stay as you are. But he also said last week, it's better to marry than to what? Burn.
0: That's all we have time for today on The Transforming Word. Pastor Bill has been teaching through the book of 1 Corinthians. This book addresses the idea of confronting sin. Paul knew it was more important to hit the issue head-on rather than skirt around it for the sake of being approved of by the majority. This is a hard thing to do when you know that tough issues will cause disruption in a church or even a breach in relationship. But what matters most, pleasing God or pleasing man? It's something to keep in mind as you continue to study this New Testament book. Can we encourage you as you strive to walk out a life of faith even when it's unpopular? Call or send a text to 310-245-4811. That's 310-245-4811. We'd love to meet you. Do you live in the Inglewood area? Then come join us for worship this weekend. You can get service times and location information at CalvaryInglewood.org. You can even find links to stream our services if you're not able to be with us in person. And you can catch up on previous messages online. That website again is CalvaryInglewood.org as we come to the end of our time with you today we want you to know that we're grateful to have you as part of our listening audience would you join us in praying for others who are tuning in and may be hearing about jesus for the first time pray that their hearts will be open to truth and change thanks for praying and thanks for joining us on a transforming word